The white paper protests spread worldwide as the CCP's crackdown is imminent. We're going to get into all of that, plus everything that's going on, the two-front war that Apple is facing between the people of China and Elon Musk in the United States, plus Balenciaga. Yeah, we're going to get into Balenciaga. But I must remind you that you have to secure your tickets. We have a problem. You have a problem. I don't have a problem, but you have a problem. Because your problem is that you have yet to secure your tickets for the Plan for America Summit. Yes, this is taking place. It's called America Fest, amfest.com, December 17th to the 20th, Phoenix, Arizona. Myself, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, and the great Tim Pool himself, we are coming together for a meeting of the minds, and your attendance is requested. Make sure you come, get your tickets, promo code POSO, amfest.com. I will see you there. Let's get into it. Something, uh, what is the White House's message, the president's message to people in China who are peacefully protesting COVID lockdowns there? And then did the topic of China's zero COVID policy come up in the president's bilateral meeting with President Xi when they met in Indonesia a couple weeks ago? They did talk about COVID uh, and the effect that the pandemic had had around the world. Uh, clearly, that came up inside the uh, the, the conversation. Uh, I don't know if specifically the zero uh, COVID policy was an issue of discussion, but certainly COVID was on the agenda, as you might expect that it, it would be. Um, and our, our message to peaceful protesters around the world uh, is the same and, and consistent. People should be allowed uh, uh, the, the, the right to assemble and to peacefully protest policies or laws or dictates that, uh, that they take issue with. Does the White House support uh, their, their efforts to sort of regain uh, personal freedoms in light of these lockdowns? The White House supports the right of peaceful protest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is November 29th, 2022, Anno Domine. Tonight's lead story, of course, for us continues to be the white paper protests that have now spread, not just throughout China, but also the rest of the world is starting to see this because overseas Chinese citizens, students, people who are studying abroad in places as far as NYU, Columbia, Toronto, Tokyo, London, Berkeley, even Berkeley, they're rising up to protest against the CCP with the full knowledge that their families are still back home, full knowledge of what could happen to them. The tanks are rolling, the protests are spreading, and the president is drooling. So to take a look at this, I wanna bring on Libby Emmons, who the post-millennial your work over there, you've been tracking how this protest, how it started in China, it's now spreading across the entire world. We went in and did a full special episode on all of this yesterday to just explain the entire genesis of this, how it got to this point, how the issues with the CCP have brought them to this point. And the biggest thing for me, Libby, that I've got to point out is, yes, they're protesting the crackdowns when it comes to the COVID lockdowns, uh, when it comes to the Xinjiang massacre. And that's what it was, a massacre in Xinjiang, this apartment building, the high rise, those horrific and tragic videos that we've seen. They're not just calling for an end to the to the measures. They are calling for an end 
to the CCP. Libby Evans. Yeah, I think that your coverage of this has been exceptional. I loved the pod yesterday that you did about this. And just watching these people fight for their freedom is inspiring. And also it's devastating to see how little attention the West, particularly the Biden administration, is paying to this. We saw uh, John Kirby come out yesterday speaking to reporters from the White House, saying that the protesters are speaking for themselves, saying that they encourage peaceful protests. And as we were just looking at the footage that you played, these are not peaceful protests because the police are cracking down on these protesters. The protesters are standing out there. They have their white pieces of paper. They are denouncing censorship. They are denouncing the treatment they are receiving. And they are getting absolutely no support from the West, very similarly to what we saw in Hong Kong when the West just let the pro-democracy um, activists in Hong Kong get squashed by the CCP. Well, that's right. And it was the outbreak of COVID and the COVID lockdown measures, which were used then to be able mm -hmm. to crack down on those protests the same way that even in Biden's statements now, uh, the White House statement that came out over the weekend that said, well, we're not necessarily criticizing COVID policies because they're very, they're caught in a trap, right, Libby? Because they can't criticize lockdown measures because they've supported them in the United States. They still have COVID mandates over the military and much of the federal workforce. Um, some states still have lockdown policies. And then around the world, you have the truckers in Canada, you had the farmers in the Netherlands the, that they're still going after to this day, by the way. Uh, they're actually caught between a rock and a hard place because as we outlined yesterday, this is a merger. This is a partnership between the CCP and Western elites, the Western financial markets. Markets, And by the way, Rishi Sunak over there is in the UK saying, oh, well, the, the, the golden era of our relations is over. Oh, oh, shut up. Oh, stuff it. Do you really think that that this means that the, this is a lover squabble? What that is, that's a lover squabble between elites because the British elite, they want the West to be the ones who are in charge of the global financial and technological empire that they've constructed called globalism. They want to be in charge of the relationship. They want to be senior partner. They don't want to be junior partner, but that is where the CCP is trying to relegate them. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And Rishi Sunak, we've seen his ideas. He has social credit ideas too. His whole concept of the central digital currency that could be used to track people and limit their purchases here and there and control what people do. So it's not like his ideas are spectacularly different from what we're seeing in the CCP. The CCP just does it. They just come straight out and do it because they don't have to worry about squashing liberties because they've already stolen the uh, freedoms of all of their citizens. So it's not what is particularly it? a big deal to them. What does it mean that the students are protesting across and in, in final minute, but just across even even NYU and Columbia, you're in New York. What does it mean to see that there? I think that we have an awful lot of international students from China in New York City. Uh, I went to Columbia University. I was very happy to see the kids getting out there and taking off their masks and putting them on this statue and speaking up for the uh, the Chinese people. I think that that's very important. I think these movements have to be global. Uh, we are a global culture at this point, and it behooves all of us to stand in solidarity. We see that as well with you know a lot of causes in the U.S. They say think about this globally. This one I can't actually see the elites getting behind because it doesn't behoove them to do so. Um, but I'm proud of the students for going out there and speaking their mind and, uh, you know, demanding rights for the for the people in China. Well, prayers up for the Lao Baixing. Yeah. Prayers, up, prayers up. Absolutely. For the Lao Baixing, the people of China. And turning back to the United States, though, 
in this fight for freedom. I have to say, it's hard to grasp why anybody would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, an open border. Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers? What do I mean by that? I mean that Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get your third month free, plus free activation. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team. If you are fed up with woke companies that do not care about your values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get a free month of service plus free activation. Libby Emmons is thinking about doing it, and you should too. Patriotmobile.com slash POSO. That's patriotmobile.com slash POSO. We'll be right back. There's reports that Apple is not allowing the protesters to use this airdrop function where they're trying to communicate. That obviously is providing aid and comfort to the CCP. And so you see that report and that's very concerning. And then when you also hear reports that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the app store because Elon Musk is actually opening it up for free speech and is restoring a lot of accounts that were uh, unfairly and illegitimately suspended for putting out accurate information about COVID. That's like one of the main things that's being reinstated. So many things these experts were wrong at, and you had people on Twitter that were calling that out. And Twitter, the old regime in Twitter, their response was to try to just suffocate the dissent. Governor DeSantis there with a massive statement, slamming the CCP, calling Apple a vassal of the CCP, directly targeting the American business relationship between uh, American and Western financial powers and the CCP. Now, this is what I've been talking about all week at this point. I've, I've been talking about it for a year. This is the crux of the matter. This is what President Trump, when he was running the first time, this was the he was the first person to ever bring this up, this sort of third rail, this topic you're not supposed to talk about, the fact that everybody's making money hand over fist on, on the backs of Chinese slave labor. You're seeing a slave revolt, a slave uprising throughout China right now. And at the same time, Apple is declaring war on Elon Musk. And so this is interesting because Apple's declaring war on Elon Musk over Twitter and the right to freedom of speech. The Chinese people are rising up against the CCP, but CCP is in bed with Apple. Apple is the canary in the CCP's coal mine. They are the ones that are closest to the source of the problem, and they are the ones that we need to squeeze. Apple, by the way, was forced to sign, forced by the CCP to sign a $275 billion investment deal. They demand, by the way, that's money that's going from Apple to China for, by the way, the privilege of being able to use Chinese slave labor, that they would invest $300 billion basically into China. Back in 2016, Tim Cook tried to do everything he could to keep this a secret. He did not want people to know that he was signing secret deals with the CCP. But at the same time, I gotta say, you know what? Why don't we treat businesses like that? Why don't we 
why don't we have leaders that stand up for our country like that? President Trump was one of them. He's one of the only ones I've ever seen in my entire life. That we treat our country with dignity and that these companies are, are subservient to our sovereignty, not the other way around. But Libby Emmons, I want to get your take on this because it's it's incredible to see this two-front uh, challenge that the CCP and Apple find themselves in. But I also want to note, and I've said this before so many times, I'm not an Elon Musk fanboy. I, I congratulate him when he does well. I'm willing to criticize him when he does things I don't think are great. He hasn't said a word about the protests himself, Ron DeSantis just did, the governor of Florida. But also, DeSantis goes in and threads the needle of airdrop being shut down for the protesters, um, freedom of speech being denied by Apple inside of China. Elon Musk obviously could have said this, but he hasn't. What's going on there? Yeah, well, Elon Musk has an awful lot of manufacturing, I think, over in China. He probably doesn't want to disrupt that or disrupt his other businesses that he depends on, you know, Chinese labor and Chinese largesse to get that done. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting to hear what Ron DeSantis had to say about the airdrop feature. And this isn't the first time that big tech companies have kowtowed to the CCP and essentially done the CCP's bidding with their own products. Um, we also saw recently that the Foxconn factory in uh, China was one of the places that these protests really began. Uh, there were protests there over, I think, working conditions and wages and other things like that. And the government swooped in and imposed um, lockdown measures on the Foxconn facility. And, and that well, they, was, they were I forcing them to work. They were forcing yeah. them to work three shifts with no food because, hey, Q4 is coming and those iPhones and iPads, they need to be under Christmas trees in, uh, you know, in, in Boca Raton by by December mm -hmm. 25. That means they got to be on the ship by the end of November. By the end of November, they got to be on the ship, yeah. which means you got to roll. You got to like people forget I used to work in international business. Um, so yeah. that's that's how that works. So, you know, you have to have all this crackdown from and this this is China's essential bottleneck that it's not just financial but the, this is the problem where the covid policies fly in the face of China as the export the the slave labor export center manufacturing center for globalism that if they don't have their exports going if the workers aren't on the assembly lines then guess what globalism crashes because all of a sudden you're losing access to the place that you put all your chips into look i remember made in the usa when i was a kid i even remember mm -hmm. made in taiwan you would see that on some toys these days. It's just China, 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 every single consumer good that you can find, literally everything, with the exception, by the way, of MyPillow available at MyPillow.com, promo code POST. So get all your Christmas shopping done, MyPillow.com. Yeah, it's uh, I, I feel you on that. It's really hard to find anything that isn't made in China. I get excited when I do. Um, when I do look at something, I'm like, oh, look, it was made not in China, but usually it wasn't made in the U.S. either. It's very hard to find products that are made in the U.S. You have to sort of just go out of your way and find local businesses but isn't that, that do their own you know, so Libby, sort of let, let me ask you this. stuff. Quick, quick final minute, but that's really what it comes down to, right? That if we want Made in America again, we have to go back and we have to, to swallow our medicine of be having to pay high prices again. Is, isn't that just a fact? Yeah, I think that that's true. And I think it's also important to remember that when you look back at our Revolutionary War days and you had the women of um, New England and of the, the colonies they were used to buying goods from Britain and they stopped doing that. They stopped buying goods from Britain. They started making their own, um, we called, they called it homespun. They started making their own clothes, uh, weaving their own 
fabrics and all of this kind of stuff. And I think, you know, we have to get back to something like that where we believe in our own ingenuity and our own ability to make what we need. Uh, there's no reason we can't do that. You know, we're founded Folks, on Libby Emmons principles. Is- Libby Emmons is moving to the country. She's going to buy a whole bunch of sheep and she is starting her new line. It's coming out soon. Mike Lindell, you better watch out. But, but speaking of products that are made in America, it just so happens that we have a new way to help you out with that because a lot of people are complaining about the state of our country, the way these woke companies uh, treat their employees, but it's not enough to complain because we have to change the marketplace. And what Libby Evans and I are talking about is a parallel economy and where we spend our money. So in less than one year, Public Square, I've been telling you about them. They've grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. There's also an interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part, totally free to join. So just go to publicsquare.com or just download it, publicsquare.com, download the app today. Then you create your account, begin your search. If you have a business, you can list it for free. Your community can support you. Look, you can't always change your world, but we can change how we spend our hard-earned dollars going into the Christmas season. Public Square. This is where you go. Go to publicsquarepublicsq.com. Public Square, the headquarters of the parallel economy. So I got to ask you, what do you think about the Instagram stuff? Do you think the the sexual exploitation of children is artistic? No. It's pretty bad. Did you see they deleted all the stuff? Yeah, this is one second, but that's pretty bad. They did all that. They had those children in there, and in the Supreme Court novel talking about making sexual exploitation okay. It's uh, a no comment situation. So, you're, do you are you okay working for a company that does that? Are you ashamed? I said no comment, and I prefer not to be reported. Wow. So, what do you guys think about the exploitation? Do you guys think it's artistic the sexual exploitation of children? I know, but what do you think about that? You know, you think that you know, you think that's okay? See, these people are cowards. They literally exploit children. They think it's artistic. It's disgusting. This is Balenciaga. They literally have children that they exploit. And they just sit here and no comment. You know you saw that. Why'd y'all delete the Instagram? They deleted the Instagram because they're disgusting. So this is Balenciaga. If you guys think the sexual exploitation of children is okay, come shop here. Right here. Balenciaga. Right here. Disgusting. Balenciaga, one of the most famous and powerful fashion houses in the entire world, facing a major backlash. And now we haven't weighed in here on the story yet. I've been so focused on China, everything that's going on over there. But to not talk about this, um, it would be a disservice to the audience here. And so Libby Emmons, breakdown for everybody, because I'm familiar. I've seen these photos. These horrific photos of child exploitation, a a fetish teddy bear looks like, you know, they got teddy bears dressed up as Kim Kardashian in this thing. I I was I I put on Twitter. I said, maybe, you know, they should just put out a statement that Kim Kardashian left her teddy bear on set before the kids walked on. Uh, Explain for the audience, though, what happened with Balenciaga, this major, massive fashion house, one of the most powerful ones in all Paris. And and why are they facing such a response today? So Balenciaga had uh, put out some little handbag accessories for their spring 2023 line that are cushy teddy bears wearing fetish gear, uh, bondage gear. Um, They're wearing chains and leather and straps and things like that. And so as part of the ad campaign, they put together a a series of ads where children were 
um, holding these teddy bear bag dolls. And uh, so they, they were holding, they, they had little their... kids holding, hold, they had little kids holding bondage bears. That's what they showed. Yes. Little kids holding bondage bears. The kids did not look particularly happy. They have sort of sad, weird looks on their faces, like they don't know what's going on, which I'm sure that's what the photographer was going for. Um, and this, these ads were shown on Twitter. Someone po posted and said, like, here's some child exploitation from Balenciaga, which is a Spanish fashion house that's been around since, I think, 1917. Um, so they showed these ads. And then people started doing some digging. Some of the uh, child safeguarding contingent online started looking into it. And it turned out that not only were there children holding fetish bears uh, plastered in magazines to advertise the, uh, you know, extremely expensive spring 2023 line, because everything at Balenciaga is ridiculously, ridiculously expensive. So also, in addition, in one of the photographs of some objects on a table, there were documents displayed that were actually from a Supreme Court case that was about um, child pornography. And it was a case that looked at the Child Protection Act of 1996, if I have this right, I believe it was a 2002 case. And it said that the Child Protection Act um, went too far in limiting free speech. And it said that images of child exploitation, if they were um, not actual children, if they were adults posing as children, or if they were computer-generated like images. What? Like Blippi. 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 Yes, adults posing as children. Adults posing as disgusting. children. Blippi is creepy in discussion. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Um, my cousin. Yeah, I saw that. I was. Well, like, let me let's cut to the chase. Let me, you you and yes, I work. You've worked in theater. Mm -hmm. You're you've been in the New York art scene. Um, I, I I come from you know TV background, film background. Nothing that goes on one of these sets is there by accident, is it? Everything that's no. included in this photo is a decision, is it not? Yes, it is a decision. And there has been some squabbling. Um, so then there was this major backlash. Everyone got super mad at Balenciaga. Balenciaga is repped by Kim Kardashian and Bella Hadid and a whole bunch of other very notable, beautiful, skinny people, you know, who go to Met Galas and all of that kind of thing. So after this backlash, Balenciaga said that they were going to sue the ad company. The photographer said that um, all of the props had been provided by Balenciaga. Balenciaga said, no, you came up with the Supreme Court documentation all on your own. Um, and then people really started digging into these photographs. There was one that had a um, had a book in it. You could just see the title of the book, but it was a, a book about an artist who had created images of castrated toddlers, which honestly is horrifying to me personally and not particularly um, artistic, but really just uh, sadistic, in fact. So yeah, huge backlash. And now there's been pressure on some of these Hollywood people to denounce them. Kim Kardashian came out with an incredibly weak statement about No, this. I did see this. The, the Kardashian, I mean, Kim Kardashian, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but also, you know, uh, I'm not going to stop working with Balenciaga and I'm going to continue the campaign because they pull up dump trucks full of money to my house every mm -hmm. week. And, you know, we're going to keep working with them as opposed to uh, how dare you do this? I'll never work with you again. This is ridiculous. I would, you know, I'm I'm mm -hmm. a mother. How could you put women? Right. What kind of message are you sending? Um, we're 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 coming up on just one minute left, but Libby, where can people go to learn more about this saga? What's the post millennial uh, doing in terms of reporting on it? 
The Post Millennial was reporting on it today. Uh, one of the creative directors of the company, actually a reward, an award that he was going to receive has been rescinded by the Business of Fashion Association. Wow. They didn't rescind the award Huge. after the ads came out. They rescinded the award after the backlash came out. And I think, of course, it's right. important to note that no one's ever mad until they get caught. So that's key to remember. Uh, the Post Millennial's done some reporting on this. Redux has been doing great reporting on this. They're the first place that I saw this story a couple of uh, whenever it was early. Well, and do you November are we really 19th, supposed to believe, like by the way, that I mean, when you're running a campaign like this with that much money behind it, are we really supposed to believe that this just accidentally slipped through with the amount of people and lawyers and approvers well, that's in the, the chop thing. chain on this? They don't care. Whoopsie right? daisy. They don't care. They think that it's great. They think that's artistic. They wouldn't have published it. If they weren't 100% behind this, that's ad right. campaigns are incredibly right. expensive. You have to pay set designers and their agents and literally everybody else who manages to facilitate that. They like it. They like exploiting children. They like showing kids who are unhappy and upset because their teddy bears are in chains. They like doing it, and they are showing us that they like doing it. Child safeguarding is having a moment publicly. Eventually, it's going to go away in a week or two when something else happens. Um, but I do think it's important that people remember that this is what the high fashion Hollywood set is about. Amen. God bless you, Libby Emmons. God bless your reporting. Everyone go follow Libby Emmons and the Post Millennial. I'm Jack Posobiec. Remember, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.